What's going on? It is your good sis list. And I am back with another episode. I really wanted to make an episode on our identity in God, but it felt like I would have been putting out a forced episode. So I decided to pray over it and be patient. And I am so glad that I did. Because weeks later, the idea for this episode came to my heart, mind, and spirit. I'm opening up with this because someone needs to hear that if you are forcing something right now, maybe because you are concerned with man's timing, and when I say man, I mean human, or society's timing of when you should be doing something, God says it's simply okay to pause and pray because what is meant to be will be. This can relate to launching a product or project, getting married or having kids, leaving a job or relationship, accepting a business offer, joining a church. Truly, the list can go on. My mom always says doubt often means don't. And a lot of times that doubt feeling is usually our intuition or God speaking to us. So don't rush what is meant to be worked on a little more or dismantled altogether. When you feel the natural and weightless flow, that is when you know you are doing, quote unquote, the right thing in the right time. Anyway, after this brief and oh so very catchy intro, I want to talk to you about some of the thoughts and feelings that may occur as you are about to move on from something or someone. Besides the closing gym, I encourage you to listen to the full episode to see if anything resonates with you about something or someone you may need to move on from. If you are about to or feel like you should move on from something or someone, you may experience force. There's a difference between working hard to work through something and working hard to force something to work that's just not fitting. When I talk to people about things that don't feel like they are organically flowing, I often use the example, it feels like I'm trying to force a square in a circle. If you are a visual person, Google baby blocks shape sorter toy. This is the visual I see when I make this example. If you have ever seen a child play with a shape sorter toy, initially they don't place the shapes in the correct space and they keep trying to lodge it into the wrong place. It's forceful. Oftentimes, that's what we are trying to do when we are trying to force something that God has told us no to. If you notice, I said when children initially play with this, they will keep forcing it. And then I thought of the scripture. 1 Corinthians 13, 11. When I was a child, I talked like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I put the ways of childhood behind me. Guess what? If you're listening to this, you are not a child. I say all of this because I want you to acknowledge that sometimes when you are forcing too much and too hard and too often, it's time to pause on the forcing and pray or simply let it go and walk away. If you are about to or feel like you should move on from something or someone, you may experience overthinking. Sometimes we overthink out of habit. Sometimes we overthink to buy time with a decision we already know the answer to. I believe that one of the dangerous things about overthinking is that we potentially bring ourselves to a point where we start coming up with excuses to justify certain behaviors. And these quote unquote justifications bring us some level of peace for the moment. The thing is, though, 
If you continue to overthink about the same thing time after time after time, this may be a clear sign that you need to make a plan to get out of whatever you are overthinking and creating excuses for. I have ignored God speaking through my intuition, also known as the Holy Spirit, several times, and it always brings me to realizing I was just procrastinating, avoiding, and wasting time and energy. My advice to keep your sanity, don't distract yourself and just get to the root of your overthinking and address it. Most of the times, I've avoided getting to the root of things because I was scared. I didn't want to do the work to get myself out of something. I didn't want to show others I was wrong or that I made a mistake. I didn't want to feel the discomfort of having to grow. But I promise you this, every single time I finally decided to address it, the peace on the other side was so worth it. And that peace meant to me that I was back realigned with God and God's will for my life. If you are about to or feel like you should move on from something or someone, you may begin to question your identity. You may ask yourself, if I let this go, where will my worth lie? I won't have this job title or this title of someone's significant other or best friend. One of the biggest questions you'll ask yourself is, will I be able to do all the things I did while I was there in that position? Newsflash, nobody was inside of your body except you executing on whatever it is that you had the strength and intellect to do in that position or place. And nobody can take that away from you. I ask that you trust and believe that God allowed certain things and circumstances to occur in your life. And that is what pushed you to bring out certain things of yourself that you never had before. Don't tie this to a person or organization, please. Humans are no greater than God or God's plan for your life. Trust that if God gifted you certain abilities and strengths, God will always be able to provide ways in which they come out and are strengthened. So when you finally move on, you need to confidently carry your God-given, not man-given gifts, your God-given gifts with you to the next place. It's funny because sometimes we hate when things occur in our lives, but we need them to happen in order to build muscle and strengthen us. I want to challenge you right now to reflect on something you gained courage in doing or becoming that others may not know about. For me, it's public speaking. Many people believe I have a natural gift in public speaking, and I'll admit I do, but people also don't think that I had to grow into this. I've grown a lot in public speaking by pushing past my nervousness and insecurities to step into positions to grow me in this area. Many times I stepped up because those around me wouldn't, and at first I was annoyed about it, but then I became grateful about it. I started being proud of myself and using those opportunities to strengthen myself in this gift that I didn't initially know I had. I'll leave you with this. Whatever you were able to unleash in one place or setting, trust you can unleash it again and better in another. Do not tie man to your God-given gifts and abilities. If you are about to or feel like you should move on from something or someone, your process in doing so may be delayed because you don't want to hurt feelings. I remember when I finally acknowledged it was time to leave my last job. I really struggled with doing so because I didn't want to hurt the feelings of some of the young adults I was working with. I didn't want to not be there for the staff and the community partners that I was supporting and always strive to be there for and make work easier for them. I didn't want people to feel abandoned by me. While this may have been admirable, 
it wasn't worth me staying to stretch myself thin because over time, the help I thought I was providing would have turned me into a bitter and unhappy person. And then this would have bled all over others. So for you, if you are trying really hard not to hurt others' feelings by avoiding making a change or transition, trust me, I get it. But I want you to remember or know that if you do not make sure you are taken care of, you will not be able to take care of and support others as your best self. If you are trying not to hurt a loved one specifically, I encourage you to ask yourself, am I in a space where I am seeking growth for myself and this relationship is no longer serving me because the other person is not in the space to want to seek growth for their own life? If this is the case, I pray you receive clarity in discerning if this person was only meant to know the unhealed you and the conflict is present because you are deeply trying to reach the healed you. If you are about to or feel like you should move on from something or someone, you may be doing so by blaming yourself and then getting bamboozled. Blaming yourself may have you contemplating things you feel like you could have done differently, and if you would have done them differently, things would have been avoided. Like, if I just would have woken up earlier or used my time more effectively, then I could have planned for things to go smoother. If I would have just controlled my emotions and not shared certain things, then I wouldn't have contributed to this issue. Blah, blah, blah. Sometimes we blame ourselves because it's the easy thing to do or because we are in a place where the person or the people around us don't take accountability. And after a while, they recognize they don't have to because here you go, turning things around on you and what you could have done to improve things. Don't always jump towards what you could have done, especially if you're always the person doing so. Which leads me to asking, Is this blaming and looking to change self one-sided usually? Do the other parties involved ever think they need to change something and actually work to change it? I ask this because people will gaslight you into thinking they understand the need for change and will say they will work at it and then take no actions to change. Understand that many times people will say things that buy time and distract you or just outright use this as a control tactic And sometimes we fall for it over and over and over. Wake up. This leads me to my next point. We believe they will change. We see a glimpse of hope and get attached to that. Oh my goodness, they said they'd be open for counseling. Oh my goodness, my job had a meeting to discuss all the employees' concerns because they're going to do something about it. Although this is nice and dandy, where is the action? My counselor taught me the importance of not only outlining expectations and deadline dates for things. Shoot, even the Bible encourages us to write the vision and make it plain. Whatever your expectations or your vision is, I encourage you to, one, identify them, know them, and write them down. If it's in the workplace, maybe you want more money, higher position title, more challenging job duties. If this is with a person... Maybe you want for your partner or your friend to have a closer relationship with God because that's what you're seeking and that's what you need in your circle. Maybe you need them to do more of their own self-work because you're focused on your self-work. It's a little hard when one's focused on growth and the other one isn't. Whatever it is, pray, get into a relaxed and clear space, and write it out. I'm not saying that expectations need to be met perfectly or that not meeting the exact deadline date or time doesn't mean it won't happen. I'm saying that sometimes we are in a place in our lives where if we choose to continue staying in something, 
that is unwilling to change or evolve with us. It is stunting our growth journey. And the longer we stay, the harder it is for us to get out. This also indicates to the person or thing that they can keep taking their time. Lastly, the true reality is that sometimes you're leaving is the thing that teaches someone or something a huge lesson to not do it again for their life moving forward. If you feel like you should move on from something or someone, recognize that something that may hold you back from doing this is being addicted to poor patterns and behaviors. Many people that have not resolved or identified certain poor patterns and behaviors that they endured in childhood often accept poor patterns and behaviors from others in adulthood and don't even know it. Some of the poor patterns and behaviors that our loved ones may have shown us in childhood that we neglect to identify or resolve include gaslighting and manipulating, emotional and physical abuse, taking advantage, undervaluing or diminishing our worth, rejection or neglect, and much more. I'll leave you with this quote. If you do not address your childhood traumas, your adulthood will. For crying out loud, grow up and get a suitable counselor for yourself, please. If you are about to or feel like you should move on from something or someone, you may delay this due to low self-esteem. You might not feel like you are worth more or different. The crazy thing about this is, God has probably already placed a dream or vision in you in terms of your purpose, the job you can have, the partner you'll have, and the family you will create. And although you might not perfectly accomplish these things, I do believe they come to you uniquely because you may or are meant to reach these visions only if you have the courage to follow God's path and do so. But it starts with you knowing and receiving that you are worth those big, beautiful things God placed inside of you to visualize even if what you have been through or what you are currently in doesn't match it at all. Please recognize, though, a big step in recognizing your self-worth is even identifying that you may need to move on from something or someone. As you are developing your self-esteem and self-worth, you begin to want more and better for your life, and you work towards it instead of settling. No matter what age you are, please don't settle in any area of your life. And last. But certainly not least, if you are about to or feel like you should move on from something or someone, you may delay this due to the fear of not knowing what will be next. Proverbs 3, 5-6 Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways submit to him and he will make your path straight. Thrust yourself into trusting the Lord's plan for your life. Especially if you are praying over it and being obedient in what you need to be doing. Remember that humans have such a limited view versus God who sees and knows all. God knows what we need and what is to come. What doors that need to be closed and why. Stay the course. God's course. In addition, if you recently moved on from something or someone and you immediately felt this feeling of, whew, I can finally breathe and catch my breath or you have just a huge feeling of relief, you likely have made the right decision and your body is like, finally, I can heal and breathe. Also, know that if you hear about or you see the person or the organization or thing that you left from and you see them doing well or their peers are doing well, just let it be. Don't think about the what ifs or try to make sense of it or try to find reasons that they're lying about doing well. Whatever your thoughts lead you to. Pray for them, pray for you, and keep it moving. 
block all ties if needed. As we conclude this episode, I pray this has been helpful for you now or maybe in the future. If you know someone that is in the process of transitioning, growing, or moving on, feel free to share this episode with them. And now for our closing gem, which I recently found out is actually from a show that I don't even watch, Grey's Anatomy. I don't know why we hold on to something we know we're better off letting go of. It's like we're scared to lose what we don't even really have. Some of us say we'd rather have something than absolutely nothing. But the truth is, to have it halfway is harder than not having it at all. If you're interested in following my podcast page, my quotes page, my personal page, or subscribing on YouTube, your best bet will be to hop on Instagram and look up the information in my bio. My Instagram is Alyssa, A-L-Y-S-S-A dot Latrell, L-A-T-R-E-L-L-E. Until next time, take care.